Welcome to the final word in association with Advanced Hair Studios, the world's leading hair replacement specialists, Daniel Norcross and Henry Moran, here at Edgebaston to chew over the bones of the first day of the fifth and final, yes, fifth and final test match between England and India, the game that's been carried over from uh, last year. And Henry's new to this, so he's not going to say anything until he starts his 30-second summary of the day. So from now. Oh, what didn't happen today? Absolute thriller. England won the toss. They decided to have a bowl. After that, they got through quickly. 98 for five, good start. Happy with that, take that. But as it's been the way all summer, well, we found that a big partnership has completely changed things. And that big partnership worth 222 runs between Ravi Jadeja and Rishabh Pant. 146 he made Pant, and uh, and at the end of the day, Jadeja still there on 83. It's turned this game around. Close of play, 338 for seven. Do you know, that, was, I think like that, that might be pretty much spot on. It's a downside better than my efforts. Given that quite a lot has happened today, uh, Jimmy Anderson picking up three wickets early on, Stokes winning the toss, electing to bowl. Uh, in the pre-Bazball era, Henry, they've turned up, taken one look at that pitch, and said, that looks like a good one to bat on. But this is a new way of doing things, isn't it? What it is, is to say, you score 450, we'll score 550, which is a kind of strange way of going about it, and then chase whatever we get set for the last uh, fourth innings. You know, for those fans of mid-1990s Premier League football, it is very much the Kevin Keegan approach. It is, we will score more than you will score. And I guess that's cricket, but they're doing it in a way that he's going to be as aggressive as is possible and try and whack the ball all over the place. Here's a stat for you from our friend Andrew Sampson, who is the stats doyen from South Africa. Heading into... Uh, 1888, and New Zealand in their approach is that they're sort of going almost toe-to-toe -to -toe with Basball, aren't they? They're four and a half, not quite five, but four and a half. So we're going to get a high-scoring result, it seems to me. Just some words on Richard Punt. Oh, what are not that was? They were 98 for five. 98 for five. And actually, not because the ball had been doing an awful amount, had it? Mm. Uh, there was a little bit. Virat Kohli had dragged on. Uh, it was a poor sort of leave. Um, first up, Shubman Gill. Edging the ball, he didn't really need to didn't play out. Uh, Caught it slip. You'd say Vihari was probably got out, the LBW. Um, who else? Pajara. Pajara got an absolute beauty from Anderson. Mm. But the ball wasn't it wasn't very encouraging for the bowlers. No. So the situation was set up nicely for someone like Richard Pud, who has an uncluttered mind, let's put it that way, mm. and decided he was gonna go hell for leather. And for my money, he spent most of the day on his backside, but the ball spent most of its time being whacked back straight over the boulder's head, sublimely timed perfect straight drives. It what was going off out there? It was remarkable. And what he does, Rishabh Pan, is he shows no respect. And that it can be seen as a bad thing in certain aspects of life, travelling on a bus perhaps. But on the field, 
when you're playing against the likes of Jimmy Anderson, not intimidated, just dances down the track and woof, off you go, woof, out of the ground. He, he loves it, he can't get enough of it. And that way that he plays is infectious, because Ravi Jadeja at the other end started playing catch-up a bit after they'd steadied the ship after, after those early wickets fell. And what we saw was a complete shifting in the mentality. Suddenly, Basball, this whole new approach to playing cricket that has been really the batting for England rather than bowling, and they've got away with the bowling because though the partnerships of Mitchell and Blundell were a roadblock, they weren't ultimately decisive. When the counter-attacking came, suddenly the attacking cricket with the ball that, uh, that England have been trying to utilise, it had to become defensive, is what I'm trying to say, and so they had to suddenly go back into their shells and become boring, and that doesn't really fit in the mentality of basketball. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if they could have been a bit more efficient at being boring, because you know, they, they attacked for a little bit longer than I expected. They also left Joe Root out of the attack for far too long. There are two left-handers in, Jadeja and Hunt. Now you remember that Joe Root was brought on to bowl, I think in the um, third session at Headingley, when New Zealand were in some trouble. They were about five down, I think. And you wondered, why is he starting with Root to two right-handers? Well, there it made no sense. Here, there were two left-handers in, and they didn't. They didn't go to Root. It took them quite a long time to get there. And in that time, Jadeja played very much the sort of anchor role and allowed Punt to go completely crazy at the other end. Which, so there was a little bit of confusing cricket for my money from England, um, leaving basically all of points free. And then Stokes coming around and wicket, bowling a little bit short outside the off stump zone. Would you like to chop that down to the boundary of Punt's own? Yes, please, that's okay, right. That's, that seems like exactly the sort of thing that I'm going to do as a hover mowers grinding their way across the outfield. Um, let's take us back though to the beginning of the day. We've got to remember that for India, this is a tough ask. England have played three test matches, they've got yeah. a second way of playing. These guys have had to start from scratch. Rohit Sharma is confirmed he does still have COVID, so Jasper Bumra was captain. And they've got a new look opening partnership. For Shara, I think, he looked solid as a rock sitting on that beat. Well, that's a Shubman Gill, though, not so much. It's getting frustrating watching a man as good as Shubman Gill get out in really quite difficult, annoying ways. Because well, a couple of sublime shots today. Yeah, well, but see Shubman Gill, see also perhaps James Vincent, Zach Rawley, players that can play the most glorious cover drive, and then suddenly, two minutes later, they hang their bat outside off stump. You think, oh, why on earth have you done that? You've got all the talent in the world, you seem to be wasting it. What I'd give to be able to do that, rather than sort of ponderously prodding and poking mm. and being incompetent. And just so frustrating, because it was the most beautiful start to the innings. He scored 17 very quickly, and then just left that bat hanging out there, angled bat. You're asking for trouble, new ball, English conditions, you're asking for trouble, and he got out. But Again, it's that same sort of frustration that has seemed to be the case a lot with, with modern cricket, where players are so used to feeling bat on ball, that they can't help but play at it when it could have been left on line or length, and he got out cheaply, so... And Coley, well, Coley got out. Well, yes. And sort of tried to leave a ball. For him, the frustration is that he finds ever more labyrinthine ways to get out. So leaving a ball and then deflecting it straight back onto his middle stump. I don't think you could believe their luck, could they, at that point? Well, yes, but they were bemoaning their luck a short time before when he did exactly the same thing and only just missed leg stump. So he had a little bit of a rehearsal in this stroke. But yeah, Virat Kohli is not the player you sense that he was four years ago. And certainly England supporters enjoyed the fact that he got out early once again. He had to drag himself off the field down to that dressing room down below us. And that was the huge moment that you thought, well, Perhaps England could bundle them out for 150 and this would justify the decision to have a bowl first. I asked Stuart Meeker, former England bowler, 
whether England, given the situation of the match, whether 3 3 8 for 7, whether they'd have taken that. And he said, yes. And I said, what about having won the toss and bowled first? And that is a different question. Would you take that, having put aside it? Well, I think England would, and I'll tell you for why, because I think they took 553 at Trent, at Trent Bridge. Because yeah. uh, their idea is basically that there's a little bit around at the beginning of the match, because there's a little bit of moisture in the pitch, so you've got a better chance of rattling through that top order. Really, though, it's all about these bloody balls. They're exactly the same. They yeah. follow the same pattern every time. We've only had one replacement ball, I think, today. Mm. Or was it two? It was one or two. But it's the same thing. You get a little bit of juice, a little bit of movement off the pitch early on, and then around about the 35, 40 over mark, it's dead. Mm. So no one has quite worked out what is their solution to this. And I sort of wonder if, now England were probably going at about seven, eight and over, is it, is it just to set the ring field and just wait? I mean, well, what do you do? Well, this is, is a good point about how the pattern has been followed. It was the same in the women's test match. That yeah. Thompson, England against South Africa, early wickets. Because then... to, be, to be clear, we're not using 2021 balls here. No. I thought they would. I assumed they would have a batch left over from the match that wasn't played. Because, well, surely they would have done. And that they would then play with those same balls. But no, they're playing with 2022 balls. If a batch of balls is prepared for a match and they're never used, do they even exist? Do they even exist? Well, that's going to be the philosophical bugger. But, <laughs> but this is an important question. Again, we were discussing this in commentary as to whether actually, as a bowling side, when the ball is doing this, you have to revert to being really, really boring. And actually, you have to imagine that if the day is being made into a highlights package, you want as few of your deliveries to be on it as possible. Just tie a team down, bowl top of off stump, have that ring field, and accept it's going to do nothing. You might get lucky, someone might spoon something in the air. But what you don't do is what England were doing, which is spread the field, invite the shots to come, and find that ball that was resembling, by the end of it, a sort of ragged cloth. Well, it was getting smashed to all parts by a punt. And one of the things that was most entertaining about his innings was just which parts of his body were left unhit. Mm. So uh, it, we started with um, we started with the groin botherer that had him polaxed. Then there was a bit of a hamstring tweak, mm. which took a little bit of a while, and we thought, well, well, now he's going to just try and slog. Um, then as opposed to well, as opposed to sort of the cultured wait for it and then you know do it by numbers. Mm. So he went he went completely berserk when the hamstring went and decided to do a shot of ball, which was fantastic. Then he got hit on the inside thigh. Then he got smashed on the hand. And it was almost like, was there anything left of Richard Pant that hadn't been absolutely destroyed? He was on his arse much of the time, it seemed to me. Including <laughs> he tried to do the old Joe Root shot, well, he pioneered against Jimmy Anderson last year, yeah. didn't he? That sort of reversed flick over the slip court. Didn't quite get it perfectly right. But he does, he seems to spend, he's like a sort of toddler in a playpen, isn't he? Seems to sort of, all seems to be going yeah. quite well, and all of a sudden, he's flat on his back. Yeah, huge year to tell you. We barely talked about Jadeja, oh. who did uh, just sterling work at the other end, but he did. This is why you always pick Jadeja. I've mm. never understood why there is any doubt well, about it, picking Jadeja. 2018, India played five test matches and picked him once, and I just don't understand. Last 31 test matches, going to Andy Zaltzman. 47 with the bat, 25 with the ball. That is stellar, stellar all-rounder quality. That a difference of 22 between your batting and bowling average in the right direction. Absolutely great knock, but not spectacular. He gave us the crazy uh, bat 12, but we, we expect that to happen. Um, Taco came and went in no time at all. There were a couple of drop catches. There were a couple of referrals that didn't go right, but actually there wasn't an awful lot of time lost to that or to ball changes and yet still despite getting 
most of the time back. So we had the extra, we had an extra hour and a half, really, half an hour to make up the overs and that, an hour to make up play, lost to rain. They still ended up, what is it, seven overs short today. Not that over rates matter, I'm not going to bore you with that, but it matters, I think, more for England than for India because England have got seven overs to bowl tomorrow before they can get their hands mm. on a second new ball. And they will they will want that as quickly as possible because with today's their look, they might they might bowl out this tail with an old ball. But if that if, if say Shabby just gets in a bit and Jadeja gets his eye back in again. And a score up north of 400, 450, England have really struggled to bowl out tails. Well, yes, and the worry perhaps for England is what the memory will be of Lords last year against India, where they persisted with this bizarre tactic of digging it in short against the tail and got flogged all over the place. Shami scored 52. Encouragingly, though, it seemed odd to me that Jadeja was just trying to keep the strike and refused to let Shami bat. And it maybe says something about the tail and what they're expecting from them. But there were easy singles that were turned down and, and that seemed to me unusual about Andrew Sampson's stat I mentioned I want to get it right and it is it's 10 it's, this is remarkable I mean we, we shouldn't look Go beyond on. we shouldn't Do look it beyond Ravi Jadeja's innings no Rishabh Pant okay number of test centuries made in less than 100 balls in England from 1880 we're talking WG Grace to 2021 10 this year alone we've had three it is, three. It is a stat that, that bears repeat two from Bairstow one from uh, one from Rishabh Pant, and you can you can actually imagine another one happening tomorrow, because yeah. the way both sides play, it is it is extraordinary. Yes, just it, in this summer, it's a little bit. It's sort of Brian Lara mm. cricket, isn't it? Well, I can tell you, two of those came in one season, in 1981, from both of them, 87 balls and 86 balls, I think, at Headingley and Old Trafford in the famous summer of 81. So, it, it just has to show how even rarer it mm. is. Really, if you take out, you know, those little clusters. Now then, it's time for the Hall of Fame yes. association with Advanced Hair Studio. Advanced Hair Studio, a fabulous bunch of people. They are, I hope, going to try and sort me out. You get a 15% discount if you go to the right place. You'll see on the show notes and in uh, the final word daily that Adam and Jeff have done from Sri Lanka. All the details are 15% off their treatment, and I am a man who could definitely do with it. Jack Leach is a man who could do with it. Let me just get you his bowling figures. They did not make pretty reading today. Nine overs, none for 71. He was hit for 20 in an over, which is the most expensive over since Matthew Hoggard was hit for 22 in an over in 2005. Matthew Hoggard, a man with a fine head of hair. Jack Leach, not so much. He would love the ministrations of Advanced Hair Studio. And actually, Henry, just detecting there may be chance for you to get involved. <laughs> Glass houses, Norcross. <laughs> yes, indeed. indeed. Well, we're going to move on to the Hall of Fame. I want your nomination for the Hall of Fame. This is the sort of quirky, the crazy, the, the mad things that happened today. Have you got, a, you got an example of one or two? I do. I've got the return of a different Jarvo. Did you see this? Oh, no, Jarvo 2. Jarvo 2.0. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Is it an improvement? Or, well, it couldn't really oh, not no. be an improvement. No, no I'm not sure. Yeah. Maybe Hall of Shame. Jarvo Joy Point. We had a little picture of it, but we had joyously quite quite tender care from the stewards. And much like when I was in the Netherlands recently for the ODI series, mm. and there was a streak, a proper streaker, you know, everything out. And when they were escorted off the field quite gently by the Dutch stewards, they were put just pushed behind the sight screen. And we were all ready to go again. And suddenly the batter, I think it was Joss Butler, just waved to the umpire and said, excuse me, and pointed towards the sight screen because there was still a bum cheek poking out <laughs> from just behind. And at that point, 
the, uh, the streaker was escorted gently back to their seat and they sat down again. It wasn't like that. So maybe that's my Hall of Fame. Maybe the sort of the, the, the gentle streak, maybe it was... Yeah. Maybe that, maybe... No, like, can I give you a couple? Yeah, can you over? Well, uh, Shardell Taco getting up to the seventh ball of an over. We've seen it a little bit this year because Stokes keeps on bowling no balls. He bowled 10 today. That's one of the reasons why England didn't get through as many overs as they'd have liked to have done. They conceded a bunch of extras. Mm. Uh, but for me, I think it was the unveiling of the Joe Root bouncer. Yes. We got the Joe Root bouncer that was picked instantly by a punt and uh, pulled for four. Glorious. Probably, the, probably the treatment deserved. It was a treatment it deserved, but you know, it was the following over where Root got his man. He only bowled 14 balls before he made the breakthrough against these two left-handers, and it was Punt having a wild swing. Had he connected with that ball, had it gone where he was intending, he would have got his 150 and 111 balls, which would be the second fastest 150 ever scored in Test cricket, level with Mahela Jaya Wardeners against Bangladesh in 2001-2, only beaten by Brendan McCullum, I think, got a 108-ball effort. So that was the kind of madcap craziness we were seeing. Can I chuck in one more? Yeah, of course. Stuart Broad, bold, hit the pads, slip cordon went up. He didn't appeal. Whoa! I missed that. Yeah. He turned around, oh. turned on his heel, back to his mark. Has, has everybody become a different cricketer under Brendan McCullum? I think, on that note, we're going to say goodbye, because we're back every day of this Test match. Henry Moran, Daniel Norcus, in association with your vast hair studio for the final word. I know what Jeff's game is over. I don't know. I don't know what they'll be doing for the, for the rest of this week. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll be popping on with them. I haven't got a clue. But uh, we'll, some of us will be back tomorrow for day two of the fifth and final test match here from Edgbaston. Until then, goodbye. I had to go about it.